This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. This year today, we'll deal with brachos, specifically minhagim of the Vilna Gaon about the bracha achrona. While we talk about the minhagim of the Gra, we'll also explain the general meaning of the bracha of the bracha achrona. The Gaon is quoted as saying that the text of Bari Nefashos, we'll begin with Bari Nefashos, is Bari Nefashos, Alkoma Shebara, Lachayos Bahem Nefesh Kochai, Baruch Ata Hashem, Cheho Olamim. Now, whether you end the bracha by using the name of Hashem seems to be a machlokes in halacha. The Yushami says clearly that you make the bracha and the Rush paskin like that, and the Gaon paskin according to Rushalmi because it's not contradicted by the Bavli, just the general custom is not to make uh, say Shem Hashem at the end of the Bracha. In general, the Gaon did say the name of Hashem in Brachos more than is our general custom. In this particular case, there is a certain source, clear source in Yerushalmi, that you make a bracha, bracha Hashem Chalamin. Later on, we'll perhaps suggest a reason for the difference between Yerushalmi and Arminic. The other point that the Gaon pointed out was there's a, a question if you say Akoma Shabara or Akoma Shabarasa. The possibility would be that we start the bracha in Guf Sheni. I'll call uh, I'm sorry, we start in, in, in Guf Shlishi. Therefore, it's referring to Guf Shlishi. But Perhaps we should continue. Asher bara, in Guf Shlishi, the whole bracha seems to be Guf Shlishi. On the other hand, we know that many brachos switch from Guf Shlishi to Guf Sheni, Guf Sheni to Guf Shlishi. The Ramban, of course, and other Rishonim pointed this out. On the Pasuk, Vayayim Shemot Shema Lekol Hashem Elokecha, Vayashar Be'inav Ta'aseh, Vayazam Tal Mitzvosav V'Shamata Kol Chukav, the beginning of the Pasuk, Kaddish Baruch Hu, is referred to in Guf Shlishi. But at the end of the Pasuk switches to Guf Rishon. And the Ramban there in Chumash points out that this is what we do in all our brachos. We start with referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Guf Sheni, Baruch HaTah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, and then we go on to talk, 
the rest of Brach and Guf Shlishi, for example, Ashok Kiddushana B'Mitzvosav, or Shakol Nia B'Dvaro, or Borei Minei Mizonot, whatever it is, we start with one Guf, and we end with a different one. So there's no real reason offhand to say which is more correct. Should we continue with Guf Shlishi, Asher Baro, which is the, what the Gaon's Minik was, or do we switch? So all I know is the Minik of the Gra is to continue Kom Asher Bara. pointed out that the standard procedure in Brachas is to switch the person from Guf Sheni, Guf Shlishi, Guf, etc. So therefore he felt there was no real problem. But this led me to discuss in general what is the meaning of the bracha It seems like a very strange bracha. Normally when we make a bracha we say straight about the food. We say uh, uh, and here we make a bracha we created people. Why would we mention that at all? What is the actual meaning of the bracha? Interestingly enough, the Rishonim, Poskim, have discussed what is the real meaning of the bracha. And not surprisingly, we find more than one suggestion of what the bracha means. There is a discussion, there seems to be a discussion, whether the bracha actually was made as originally as a birchas hananin, as a bracha we make before we eat the food, or is the bracha made after we eat the food, as what we do as a bracha achrona. When the Gemara in Brachos, Tafla Medzayin, said that we make a bracha shahakol, and the end we make a bracha b'ayin But the Gemara in Erevin says, if a person drinks water when he's thirsty, Now, it theoretically could be possible that the bracha was made not just as a bracha achrona, but as a bracha bishona. The Yushalmi says in the six parakah brachas, He's made that bracha only on meat and eggs. Now, meat and eggs come from animals. And it seems that you would interpret that this bracha was only made on meat or eggs, and the idea would, would be that you created Asher Barasa Bernifashos Rabos, you created animals to help support other animals. Perhaps, they didn't make any brach, the bracha achrona, if it's a bracha achrona, then they didn't make brachas on anything else. Or they had a different bracha at the end. This suggestion was made by the Tzlosa Davram, quoting Yerushalmi, and trying to explain what the bracha actually meant. Now, in the tour, they have a whole explanation 
of what this bracha means. And he says as follows. First of all, he gives the exact text. And he uses the text that the Gon said himself. And he explains the brachas like this. You created, Nefashot Rabot is referring to humans. What they're lacking. And the explanation would be, when you created human beings, you also created, HaKadosh Baruch created, the things that are necessary to keep them alive. You created the, their needs. And what would that be? Water and bread. This is the way the Beis Yosef explained the content of the tour. That you created Nefashot Rabot and you supplied their needs. Then he continues, or you also created other things, for example, fruit, which are not necessary to keep a person alive. Bread and water seems to be the minimum requirements to keep a person alive. And that's Bechesronan, Kadosh Baruch Hu created. But you also created the other things such as fruit, which are not necessarily important or crucial for man's existence. Therefore, according to this parish, the Torah explains, and as explained by the Beis Yosef, Barei Nefashot Rabot V'chesronan is the beginning of the Gemara, is the beginning of the Bracha. And then, you say, Al-Komash Barasa Lachias Nefesh Kochai, as a separate statement, and then you make the Bracha, Barachay Olamim. The Arach HaShulchan adds that according to this perush, there really are two statements here. There's one statement for bread and water, and another statement, it's not a continuation of one statement, it's like two different sentences. And therefore, the HaKadosh Baruch gives us things that are not necessary. And therefore, the Aruch HaShulchan adds in, a, in brackets, maybe that's the reason we should make a bracha Baruch Ata Hashem Chayolamim or Chayolamim because there are two different issues in the bracha and it's like a bracha aruka and a bracha aruka should end with Shem Hashem. However, the tour gives another explanation of this bracha and he says, Yesh Omrim, another another text, now what is the difference in this other text? So the Beis Yosef explains that in this different second text of the tour, he means to say that you would say like this, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created many nefashot. The, the word chesronan refers to the rest of the sentence. 
ברוך אתה השם בורא נפשות רבות, ומה שחסר לנפשות הוא מוטל על הדברים שבראת. So according to this, there would be a big difference to say where you, how you punctuate the pasuk, the bracha. Do you put the word v'chesronan together with the first phrase? Asher. As the first parish of the tour. Or the second parish of the tour would be This difference that's quoted in the Beis Yosef is hard for me to determine what is the Nusach that the Vilna Gaon said. I don't see that in Maserav. The Beis Yosef does quote the whole discussion about saying the bracha at the end. Do you say, Baruch Hashem Cheolamim? And he quotes Rishonim. At the end, the Beis Yosef says it's better not to say. And that is the psak in the tour of the Beis Yosef to leave it out. And again, the poskim. If you look in Mishnabura and other Svarim or Chashulchan, you'll see their text and their understanding of the bracha. The uh, Ari apparently had a third interpretation of the bracha of Bari Nefashot. This interpretation would seem to be more of a Kabbalistic interpretation. The Ari is quoted as saying, that we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the nefashot Rabot V'chasronan is referring to nefashot that were created but require some sort of a tikkun. And this is some sort of an allusion to the concept of Gilgal that you created, you recreated as it were, those nefashot, L'chayot Bahem Nefesh Kolchai, in order to give them chiyut, in order to give them life, to give them uh, uh, some sort of a new birth, a new living, to, as it were, to do tikkun, some sort of a correction that they need to to do. Baruch Chaya Olamim would be HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is Mechaye Olamot. So, the, the bracha, Baruch Nefashot, does have many uh, understandings of what the bracha means. It does seem to be a little unusual that we say instead of just saying thank HaKadosh Baruch for the food. And as I said before, perhaps the phrase of the Baruch Nefashot Rabot should really be interpreted as a bracha rishona and not as a bracha achrona. In the Tosefta, it says in Brachos, they brought to Reb Tarfon, uh, something to eat, and the students asked him, if you drink water, what do you, what bracha do you make? And he said, Barayin Fashot V'chesronan. The Rav Shaul Lieberman, in his commentary on the Tosefta, points out, the it's a birchas hashavach, like any other bracha that you make before you eat. But he said later on, 
even though it's very early in terms of our literature, they began to make the bracha after eating. So when they originally, according to his interpretation, they really just made a bracha, a short bracha. And this was the bracha on water, perhaps on meat, eggs, perhaps on other things as well, but at least we explain why it might only be on meat and milk, or meat and eggs. But, and that's why the bracha was rather short. However, later, when they began to make the bracha after the meal, after the food, so they switched the text from just a pure birchas hashabach to a birchas hodah to a bracha where they thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then they would add the phrase of And he thought that the uh, uh, this is a tosefet, this is an addition that was made in accordance with our custom that we make the bracha at the end of the e- eating or whatever we ate and, or drank, and therefore the bracha now becomes a birchas hodah. So we add a phrase of hodah. Be that as it may, it's a very unusual bracha, and the uh, understanding of this bracha has really developed its own literature. Um, in the Sefer, it's also Davram, it has a long explanation of this particular bracha, with many other variations. For example, I've not gone into the question whether you say cheolamin or chayolamin. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, the gra about bracha krona was not quoted as saying one or the other. Uh, the Tzosad Avram says that his, the, the author of Tzosad, the original uh, Minhakim of the Tzosad Avram, was to say Chayolamim, with the Patach. But again, I don't have a tradition as to the custom of the Gon about this. The other Bracha Achrona that perhaps is simpler in one hand but the text itself seems very problematic also, is of course what we refer to as Alamichya, or the bracha that we call bracha achas me'en shalosh. The idea, of course, of saying bracha achas me'en shalosh is that Berchas Hamazon has three brachas. One, the first bracha of Hazanas HaOlam, Hazanas HaKol. The second bracha of Nodelcha and the end is Alar Tzalamazon. And the third bracha, of course, is V'yalakol, is, is Rachem, which ends with B'nai Rishalayim. According to Tosfus, this concept of having three brachas is actually a biblical requirement of Birchas Hamazon. And the first bracha, according to our tradition, was made up by Yoshua, by Moshe. Moshe, of course, made the first bracha when B'nai Yisrael ate in the desert. They did not come into Eretz Yisrael, so there's obviously no logic to mention Eretz Yisrael in the, in the Birchas Hamazon of Moshe Rabbeinu. So therefore, he made up the first bracha. The second bracha of Nodelecha was made up by Yoshua, who, of course, came into Eretz Yisrael, and he could make the bracha of but the idea of building Beis HaMikdash, Yerushalayim, could not be mentioned yet, because there was no Beis HaMikdash yet. So that bracha was made up by David and Shlomo when they built the Beis HaMikdash. Now, when we make a bracha achrona, 
there is a big discussion if bracha achrona is actually a biblical requirement, only a drabanan requirement. Most people today think it's drabanan, but there is a whole discussion, for example, in the opinion of the Rambam, that he really say it's midaraisa midrabanan, which we will not go into. But the general understanding is the bracha achrona today we think is drabanan. And this bracha was made up of the Chachamim as a shortened version of Bircha Samazon. And obviously, the part of Alamichia Valakakala is referring to the first bracha. And that's a shortened version of the first bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu. And then we say, obviously, condensation of the second bracha of Eretz Yisrael. And the third bracha, we say, is referring to, of course, the third bracha, Beis HaMikdash and Yerushalayim. So that's why it's called Bracha Achrona. Now, the Vilna Gaon is quoted as saying uh, the text of Um One minute. The bracha of the of the gra. Well we'll get to it in a few minutes. Let's first let's try to understand a little bit of the bracha before we get to the actual te- text of the of the gaum. The the uh, words alamichia v'alakakola v'atnuvas asade v'al eretz chemda tov v'rchava sheratzisa v'nchatal v'seinu lechom ipeyus v'amituva. Okay, we understand that as the bracha connected to the first, the second, as we explained before. The end of the bracha seems to be very unusual. V'nochalni pirya. Now, we somehow ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help us enter our Yisrael, v'aleinu letocha, v'samcheinu b'vinyana, v'nochal mi pirya, what is the reason that we want to come into our Yisrael? To eat the Paris of our Yisrael. That, in a sense, almost seems to be a type of sarcastic comment about our wishes to come into Eretz Israel. Is that really what we're saying? We are going to come into Eretz Israel because we like the fruit? I remember when I visited Russia a number of years ago, and I really saw that there was no fruit. You just couldn't get any fruit in, in Russia. And when the Russian Aliyah came and went to Machana Yehuda, and they saw all the different varieties of fruit, vegetables that were available at a fairly reasonable price, they just couldn't get over it. They used to go just to look at the shuk to see what it looked like. But to us, that would seem like a rather low level to come to Eretz Yisrael. That's what gets you excited about Eretz Yisrael. In fact, the Gemara almost makes such a comment about Moshe Rabbeinu. 
the Gemara asks, why did Moshe Rabbeinu want to come to Eretz Israel? And then the Gemara asks in a very interesting tone, Moshe has to come to Eretz Israel to eat its fruit? Is that really why he, why he came? Is that really what he wanted? Now, I always thought about how ironic this is. Let's remember that I pointed out the Jews in Russia came to Eretz Israel and were so excited by the fruit. Moshe Rabbeinu was in, in the desert for all those years. What did they eat? So it's true they had none, but did they have a juicy orange? Did they have a good apple? The idea of coming to Eretz Israel to eat fruit doesn't seem to me that strange. But nevertheless, the Gemara asks, Really, Moshe Rabbeinu, you're going to tell me that's what he really wanted to do? He wanted to come to Eretz Israel to eat fruit? So, that phrase seems to be very strange that we ask in the text that I mentioned of the of the gra it says that part was actually left out perhaps for the very reason that I'm saying why should a person ask I can understand I read Bezochet to come to Israel, but the Gaum left out those words of Enochami Perya. We could suggest a number of interpretations of Enochami Perya to make it more palatable to our sensitivities. The Pirush is met, is, is, was said in the name of Revelvel, the Briskarov, which I think seems almost forced into the text, properly forced into the text. The where Velvel asked another question. We say We should make a bracha bikdusha vatara. Revelvel pointed out we don't generally make a bracha bikdusha vatara. We make brachas. What's the extra adverbs here? We should make a bracha bikdusha vatara. And he pointed out that Masosheni can only be eaten in Yerushalayim, and you can only be eaten by Torim. So, when we say, it's not referring to general apples or oranges. It's referring to Masosheni, which is brought to Yerushalayim, and we eat the Masosheni, so when we say, we're not referring just to general fruit that you can buy in Machana Yehuda. We're referring to the Kedusha Saaretz, where we eat Masasheni Bigdusha Vatara. And therefore, it does make sense that we should ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu V'aleinu L'socha to fulfill mitzvahs at Leos Baretz. In fact, that's what the Gemara did answer about Moshe Rabbeinu. The Gemara said that did Moshe Rabbeinu want to come to Eretz Israel to eat fruit, as if that would be a, a, a silly reason to come to Eretz Israel? And the answer was that Moshe Rabbeinu felt there were many mitzvahs that you could only fulfill in Eretz Israel. Mitzvahs atliyos baritz. According to the Ramban in general, the real idea of mitzvahs is to fulfill them in Eretz Israel. And the, and the uh, 
Gemara explains that Moshe knew that he wanted to fulfill these mitzvahs in Eretz Israel, and therefore that was the main reason that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to come at Eretz Israel to fulfill mitzvahs of Eretz Israel. According to what we're saying, it, it's to eat the fruit of Eretz Israel, which is a mitzvah a tuliyabaritz to eat Ma'aser Sheni, the kedusha of the, the kedusha and Tara, in which we by which we eat Ma'aser Sheni is what we're davening for. Other people have suggested that you the words of Venochami Perya is also referring to Kedusha Saritz, but in a different context. According to perhaps it's based on uh, sources in Nigla, but explained more perhaps in the Nistar world, the the Tam of Peros was taken away when we went to Galus in the after the Churban. So when we say we're saying that one space Hamikdash will be rebuilt. Once we're Zoche for the Geula, the Tam of Peros will be restored. So we're not actually asking just to eat a little better fruit. We're asking that the this is part of the Geula process. One person could perhaps make a drush and connect it to the Gemara, well, the famous Gemara quoted by the Zionists, uh, the Merkaz uh, Harav crowd has made this Gemara very well known, that, Ein lecha keitz megula mizu. What, what is considered the keitz megula? When we see the Paris of Eretz Yisrael, when we see Eretz Yisrael again being developed agriculturally, and we would assume that goes together with Geulas Yisrael. So when we say, we don't just mean to eat fruit. We mean it as part of the Gula process. Perhaps we mean it as Master Shani. And I did suggest that the Vilnagon and others actually left this out. The source, of course, for this is also found in the tour. The tour says in Simen Reish Chet, the text of Bari Nefashos, he said, Al Amichia, Val Kakala, Val Tnuvas Asade, Val Eretz Chemda Tover, Urchava Shiratisa, Bin Katalav, Sinu Lecho, Mipriya, Vizvamituba. Rachim, Ashemakar Israel, Amecha, Vashemiacha, Vatsimishkin Vodecha, Valis Bachacha, Meir Samagash Mimeir of Yemenu, Vialenu Lesocha Vesamchenu Ba, Kiato Ashem Tova Metiv. He, the text of the tour does not have the words And I said that is the text that we know in the Maserav the Gon the Gon said it. Now the tour quotes. The other text, for example, Venochami Priyavinus Bamituva, and he, he says the tour, Ainla Omro, you should not say this phrase, Venochami Priyavinus Bamituva, Sheain Lachmoda Aretz Bishvil Peros, because Bishvil Priyavitova, Elakai Mitzvah Satlusba Adkan. The Rush did not say this phrase, the Gom followed the opinion of the Rush, 
And he left out this phrase completely. Next year we will continue with more uh, discussion of this bracha of Alamechia.